like we were having so much fun. It was like I I felt like that little kid having somebody over, yeah. and you're playing video games together and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's what yeah. it felt like. I was like, that's tough. This is my and job. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I just want people to know you can do that. Hey, glad you're with us. Welcome to, this is season five, episode two of Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout, and this is the show that loves to go behind the scenes to talk one-on-one with artists so you get to know more about the heart behind the music. And I think it's fair to say that in the last decade or more, I have grown somewhat skeptical of praise and worship music. I'm not opposed to it. I know there's some good stuff out there, but um, there's a lot that uh, doesn't leave much to the imagination. It's just sort of formulaic, a bit cookie cutter, and uh, and you know sometimes I throw it all, throw the baby out with the bathwater. If I'm honest, and that's not fair because. Uh, just like independent music, there's just a lot of spice and variety and differences in the praise and worship genre. It's not all one type of thing. And so I just got to keep my eyes and ears open. Well, today was a new discovery. I should say the artists uh, that we're talking to today, a brand new discovery to me. They just released a new album on October 8th called Highest Praise. Two fantastic Um, solo artists or singer songwriters that come from different backgrounds and uh, in fact are even different races and yet they blend together they perform together they make something better together and uh, they're doing something different in the praise and worship genre as well and so I once I heard the music I got excited about it and loved the chance that I got to hang out with them and talk to them they have incredible backstories um, even some just mind-blowing stuff that God has done in their lives I'm gonna save that for the interview but first I want to give you a taste of this uh, I think just yummy creative (laughs) good stuff that they're making musically Um, This is one of their brand new songs just released this month called Make It Work. Here is Stephen McWhorter and Jason Claiborne, our special guest today on Green Room Door. In the face of heartbreak, we will bless your name. You're going to make it work. You're going to make it work for good. Suffering we have seen builds a wall of praise. You're gonna make it work, you're gonna make it work for good. Mm. You're gonna do it, see us through it. We know, we know you are gonna do it, see us through it. We know, we know you are so All right, so let's just kind of go back to the beginnings. If you guys wouldn't mind each telling me 
just where you grew up and what your inherited faith looked like as a child. Well, um, I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. I was born in Pontiac, Michigan, which is crazy. My mom went up to see one of her friends and had me there. So my birth certificate is Michigan, but I was born and I was raised in Louisville, Kentucky by my mother, my great grandparents, grew up on my great grandparents' farm. My mother got married uh, and six of us, I'm the oldest, they all sing. My mother was a minister of music, father minister of music. Grandmother, minister of music of all different churches. Uh, incredible, you know, just journey of being in church all my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, also, too, uh, one day I was cutting the backyard at my grandparents' house when I was 15. And there was a whole bunch of golf balls in the backyard. And I went over to the dude's house and I was like, dude, I knocked on the door. I was like, man, hey. Can you stop knocking these golf balls over in the yard? Black guy came to the door with a little fro. Years later, I found out it was Lionel Harris. <laughs> so um, he lived next to my grandmother for years. So wow. I didn't even know that was him. Wow. And so it was incredible for, for me to be that close to greatness mm. and not realize it. Um, years later, I would just um, be, I had the opportunity to travel around Cannoli and different people of that caliber and be yeah. able to sing background and learn from these, we call them goats, greatest yeah. of all times. <laughs> Uh, in in our industry, and uh, uh, and I'm grateful to be able to learn from both sides of the industry. Yeah. And then I met this guy, and it changed my life. <laughs> it yeah. did, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't say it was positive or negative. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about you, Stephen? About you, just kind of, um, you know, your what inherited faith you had where you grew up. Yeah, you know, I grew up. My my dad uh, was a Nazarene evangelist, traveled all over the country and uh church camps and but the the man i saw on sunday morning and the one that i saw in private were not the same mm-hmm. uh i'll be totally candid i saw my dad be physically abusive with my mom mm-hmm. and then get up and preach about jesus and mm-hmm. i said you know what if god's real he's not good mm-hmm. and so at a young age i just said forget this and by 13 i was smoking and drinking and marijuana and all that by 15 it's cocaine pills i'm selling drugs by 17 i'm a full-out crystal meth addict every day for nearly six years. And during this time, I'm the guy that hates, loathes Christianity. Mm. I would like cuss you out or punch you out, one of the two, if you <laughs> talk to me about Jesus. Wow. And there were people so burdened for me, man. I remember people telling me they would pull over the side of the road just like uncontrollably crying, like boogers out of the nose. <laughs> you know what I mean? mm. And uh, I always say, you know, we're such instinctively selfish people that if you ever feel the need to pull over on the side of the road and just start crying over somebody getting saved, that is the Holy Spirit yeah. wooing you to intercede on behalf of that person. So God was after me, and I know that. And so somebody came, they gave me this book about Jesus called The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel, right? Um, and the book's great, but it's just that God can use this thing, you know? And I, they gave me the book, and I was like, okay, that's the most miraculous part of the story, that I accepted the book without clawing somebody's eyes out, right? <laughs> and uh, so I accepted the book. Fast forward, I'm living in a house full of musicians and drugs it's just a big cliche nobody's playing softly and quietly in the corner it's like i've got drugs next to me on the side table i'm reading this book about jesus it's seemingly the most impossible place for somebody to get saved but it's the kindness of a very real god to meet a wounded pastor's kid in a place untouched by the hands of man Mm. and in this place we begin to have an internal dialogue you know i'm not Mm. saying our audible voice to god but Mm -hmm. i knew we were having a conversation right Mm -hmm. and i was like god was like i'm real i'm good and have a purpose for your life what are you gonna do about it 
And, uh, you know, I think even now what I thought then, which was that sounds like, you know, good purpose, real. Like I pulled all these phrases out of a book called Christian Things to Say. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, yeah, yeah. Take a sentence, insert these words, you're going to sound spiritual. But yeah. God has a way of taking words you've heard a million times as simple as I love you. Mm-hmm. But when you really hear him say it, like really, it unlocks something that's been dormant inside you your entire life. And in that moment, I was like, God, you know what? I want to give you my life. I want to quit all this addiction, all this darkness, all this depression, all this stuff I've known for so long. I remember one point like being up for four days straight on drugs and having like the talk with myself, you're going to die at a young age because you can't quit and being totally okay with it. You don't get much lower than that. Yeah. And I couldn't remember what it was like to be a little kid and not need drugs to make me feel good. Mm. You know what I mean? Like be happy. And that's where I was. I was like, God, I want to do this, but I can't. Mm. And I just remember the Holy Spirit like basically telling me, you won't do it, I'll do it. Mm. And I just believed God. You know, the most, the, the Jesus says in John, he says, the only work the Father asks of you is to believe. Yeah. And we try to go, oh, I'm saved now, I got it from here. You know, and it's like, it was really that moment where I took God's word. I like believed him like I believe I'm breathing air right now right that kind of belief and so i quit everything overnight gave my life to jesus went from addiction to redemption meth addict to worship leader uh because god's real and Mm -hmm. i always tell people when they hear that story because i speak a lot of addiction recovery things Mm -hmm. and i always say you know what don't be discouraged when i say it happened for me overnight because a lot of people in addiction recovery be like it doesn't work like that it takes longer blah blah and i'll say this in the gospels jesus never healed anyone the same way twice because every story has a purpose Mm. and who would have thought years later now that I'm doing music and we go out and we do what we do I always share my testimony and we do an altar call and we say 15% of almost every room we go in get saved Mm. and it's because you know God takes the things we think will mark our lives with shame and he uses them to mark our lives with glory Mm. because go figure ex-meth addict doesn't look good on a job resume (laughs) yeah yeah so only God can take something like that well I mean you even talk about um having a story with a purpose and just thinking about how how that is how that is sort of like the 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 quintessential story like the um David Wilcox is a singer-songwriter I think he wrote a song about the idea that uh the best stories we ever hear are the ones where the hero seems to be pushed to the edge mm. it seems to be almost in dire straits before the comeback before he triumphs before he saves the day. I would um, love to have a story that was, I was saved as a kid mm-hmm. and just had a great life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is funny. People are like, man, your stories, I wish I had a story like that. I was like, you wish you'd have been a meth addict? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't think yeah. so. God just redeems broken things. Yeah. You know? And I think, and I think uh, the brokenness shows up in a whole variety of ways. And in your life, it obviously was the most overt way yeah, you could be obvious, broken. Right? It's yeah. so obvious. And, and, and for all of us, we all have brokenness that sometimes we mask with, with all the church things and all the, you know, the right things. Mm-hmm. And, and, but, but God's after all of that brokenness. So, yeah. 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 So, um, you, you were talking about your, you, you had like a musical, family that you were that you grew up in Jason and um can you tell me at you, you kind of left your story off at meeting him so right. so can you pick that, that back up just how did you guys meet uh we met on a tv show that we were doing 
together uh, called uh, The Sound, and it was like a cable version, low-budget cable we version. We were judges. Yeah, of of American Idol. And yeah, yeah, we okay. Were judges on and it. we were like, hey, we're Christians, we can judge people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! We would sit down and we'd be like, "What?" You know, <laughs> it's like, "How are we judging these people?" And they're really singing from their heart and mm. because they love. Yeah, God. right. We met each other, and we just we we we, we you know we had kindred spirits, mm. and it was incredible because you know I'm from the gospel world, he's from the CCM contemporary you know, worship world, and he was moving in his world, I was moving in my world, and and one day he he was on a walk during the pandemic. He said God told him he to do a album with the Black Gospel Choir. Mm. And he was like, man, I'm, I'm white. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> ghostly I, pale white. Yeah, like how do I do that? <laughs> right. So right. he called me. I was like, man, listen, yeah, let's do it. Let's try it. Yeah. And you know, we honored each other in our own worlds and brought together a sound that we created a new sound. Something That's cool. fresh. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and he is already so good at what he does. Yeah. Like you know, this guy, they've got a record out. God made it beautiful. The atmosphere, Jason Claiborne atmosphere changes is incredible. Mm. So they're already moving in this field yeah. of just extreme excellence. Yeah. And so to get to be in a room with him and his choir, it's like being strapped to a Holy Spirit Mack truck. Mm. So yeah. it was it was a true joy, and we just had a lot of fun doing it together. Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. Well, I, I I want to talk about the sound a little bit later, but so highest praise is the name of the new album, and obviously. There's themes. There's things you want to communicate to people. What is so? What is sort of the the message you you, you want people to latch onto when they when they sit down with this album? I'll say this, and then you throw in what you think, man. Right. I know I we've talked a lot about this, you know, obviously, but I think ultimately at the end of the day, it's like you know when you get to heaven, and it's every nation, and it's every tribe, and they're all worshiping Jesus. I think you'll find out that it doesn't sound the way you thought it would sound. Mm-hmm. There's not like a, oh, over there's the Hillsong Room, and over right. there's the Gaither Band Room, and over there's... A, no, it's like everybody's together, and they're all bringing their uniqueness together to release one sound mm. to God. And what we wanted to do when we came together was like, I don't want you to come over and sing worship songs like the way we think of worship. I mean, it's all worship, but what I mean is like, you know, let's be yeah. honest, white worship. Let's come on over right. and put on some skinny <laughs> jeans and a flat build hat and we're going to do this thing. But no, he, and I was like, no, I want you to come over. We need to learn to celebrate the way the gospel community celebrates. Right. And so we want to meet in the middle and bring something fresh together. Right. Yeah. So I That's think cool. the overarching theme is is one of just, you know, the character of God and mm-hmm. his worthiness and joy, like really having fun, creating with the Lord. Yeah, uh, you should hear that in music, like especially the music created by the bride. Absolutely, right? and and then this is what the kingdom looks like. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? I mean, this right. is what the what we what we feel that we portray at times what the kingdom looks like. I don't really think that that's really what it looks like. This is me being me. Mm-hmm. This is him being him and not trying to change each other. Yeah, you know, to make you to make him feel comfortable. Yeah, I have to change to make him feel comfortable. No. But when he comes in my area, he has to change mm. for him to make me feel comfortable. Mm. No, we're who we are. We honor that, and that's the sound that yeah. we created. It's like the Bible calling us to unity yeah. and not to uniformity. Right, <laughs> well, that's right. A good word, you yeah. know, right, right. They're they're two different things, and sometimes we get them mixed up. And when you walk into a church, they expect you to 
to uniform get uniformity. Harmony, <laughs> harmony is different notes that make one chord. Mm. Unison is everybody singing the same. Yeah, and you know I remember when I was a kid I saw the Moscow Symphony Orchestra. And when I saw them, I was like nine years old. And I still remember to this day. And they were tuning in the orchestra pit. Have you ever heard a band oh, yeah. tuning the orchestra pit? It's oh, yeah. like somebody threw an orchestra oh, yeah. down the stairs. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. Because they're all focused on their own thing. and they're tuning. Yeah. But then the conductor walks out on the stage. Mm. And all this chaos, when he goes tick, 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 on his, mm-hmm. takes his little like, stick. I don't yep. know what the thing is. <laughs> <laughs> and he hits it, and everybody just stops. Yeah. And they're all eyes on him. And as he drops... They release a sound that mm-hmm. is so breathtaking. Literally, you're mm-hmm. like, Whoa. yeah. That's what the bride's like. Mm-hmm. We're all focused on our own little thing. It sounds like noise, yeah. but we all focused on the Lord. We release a sound, mm-hmm. all the different instruments, that is truly breathtaking. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's I love that. That's so good. Well, one of the things that I love about you guys is. And we were just sort of, I think, kind of alluding to this, but you guys do not have that cookie cutter praise and worship sound at all. Mm. In fact, uh, your band <laughs> is like smoking hot. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we should I, be good. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's real. I mean, I as I was listening through the album, I. I I was like, you can hear shades of Stevie Wonder. Yeah, you man. hear shades of Andre Crouch. Yeah. You and I and uh, on the song "Highest Praise," I swear, if you add in like like a a red hot guitar solo, it would be a Prince song. Oh, like yeah, we've heard it all, man. I, yeah. I mean, that's you remember a band called Humble Pie. Okay, no. Mind. No, so that's what I think of too when I hear, which is very soulful. Like oh yeah, music. yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's crazy to be able to pick out all of that, you know, and and it feels good. And those songs and those artists are timeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and it's so refreshing to me because so many artists are trying to uh, are trying to just kind of copycat whatever is on the most number of playlists or on the on CCM radio or whatever it is. And it seems like you guys are, you know, bringing the highest level level caliber music, but drawing from a lot of different inspirations, which to me leaves more room at the table for a lot of different people to be invited. And when we brought the band in, we recorded live at a studio with this band. We had like a real old school Leslie organ. Yeah. Three. Yeah, we yeah. Had a real stand, like baby grand piano. And we like, it was all like, what did they do in the 60s and 70s? Let's do that here. And we actually allowed the musicians to like, we weren't like, this is the song. You play it this way and then you're done. We were like, no, you're amazing. Yeah. What does it look like for you to worship mm-hmm. playing bass guitar? Because yeah. that dude is killing it. You know, Austin Blackman is a beast yeah, on that thing. Totally. And so we were like, dude, go for it. And that's yeah. something actually that gospel music does well. They give space to excellence musically. Right. And in the worship world, we give space to the song, which is important. Yeah. And there's like there's a place you know to land mm-hmm. sometimes. Not the gospel doesn't do that, but what we're trying to do is find that middle ground. We bring that like, wow, people are really musically talented, and God gave them that gift. Yeah. Let's let's let him show his kids off. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know?
<laughs> I love it. Ah, so good. Yeah, that is Stephen McWhorter and Jason Claiborne, our special guest today on Green Room Door with the title track of their new project, Highest Praise. Uh, we're not done. We've got a couple more questions for them, so stick around. Plus, a very special treat. Um, we have a live recording of them performing, and when it's just those two guys singing with one acoustic guitar, oh, it is magical. So stick around for that. Well, if you are a fan of music that stirs the soul, I want to point you to a couple of resources that we have that are absolutely free, but just something else to edify your life. Uh, the first, you've heard us talk about it, Song RX. It is um, myself and a handful of independent artists that handpick out a song of the day and uh, send it to your email inbox every weekday morning. Uh, we give you a very, very concise, short spiritual reflection and a Bible verse to meditate on. Um, and it's there for you every weekday morning. You don't have to read it or listen to the songs every single day, but it's there for you when you need it. Um, and it's just a short way to engage spiritually with music and start the day fresh. And a lot of people are saying that it connects with them in a way that the traditional mom and pop daily devotional just doesn't. So we're really happy with um, the response that we've had and encourage you to sign up for free at our website. Just look for the song RX um, logo on the homepage at utrmedia.org. Um, the second resource is something that just released earlier this month. Our Gourmet Music Podcast did a special episode featuring the 10-year anniversary of the Josh Gerald's album, Love and War and the Sea in Between. That album has been inspiring and emotionally moving people for a over a decade now. So um, we encourage you to check out this podcast that we're really proud of. There was an incredible roundtable of guests that discussed the legacy and the value and importance of this album. Um, it's at, at our sister podcast, The Gourmet Music Podcast, which is uh, available at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and our website, utrmedia.org. We'll link to that podcast in today's show notes as well. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more uh, with our special guests, Stephen McWhorter and Jason Claiborne on Green Room Door. Hello, UTR family. This is singer-songwriter Ross King. Our mutual friend Dave Trout told me he gets lots of messages and notes from budding songwriters, and I asked him if I could share that I just released a brand-new songwriting instruction course called Tools Not Rules. It's a deep dive into the systems and methods and tools that I use every day as a professional songwriter. It's primarily designed to help songwriters finish more songs and feel more confident and more comfortable assessing their own art and making it the best that it can be. And I really believe that it works. It's what I've been using for 25 plus years to write songs and to make a living. So if you'd like to try it out... You, the UTR podcast listener, can get a 25% discount and also give some money back to UTR so they can continue doing the great ministry and service and work that they do. Just go to rosskingmusic.com slash UTR25. That's rosskingmusic.com slash UTR25. All that information will be in the show notes of this podcast as well. And that offer will be available through the month of October. 
Listen, my honest and sincere desire is just that we'd all be better and more confident in creating great art that honors Jesus and that changes the world around us. If that's something that interests you and you want to trust me to help you do that, please check it out. Thanks so much. This UTR Media Podcast is sponsored by the new crowdfunding campaign by singer-songwriter Candace Coker. We have loved and have featured many of Candace's singles through the years, and she recently joined the Song RX writing team. And now you can help her with her next mission, which is to record her debut full-length studio album. Bear and Bones will be the new album by Trinidadian singer-songwriter Candace Coker, and it's produced by Waterdeep's Lori Chaffer. You can help this album be made by backing the Indiegogo campaign today. Find the link in today's show notes. The campaign ends November 18th. Let's face it. It's hard to look cool when your minivan speakers are cranking Andrew Peterson or the latest episode of The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. So the least we can do is help you look like a baller while you jam to your melancholy folk songs. That's why UTR's latest contest is for a kicking pair of Beat Solo 3 wireless headphones. Beat Solo 3 wireless headphones. You can win the headphones for free and make your neighbors think you're listening to Tupac Shakur while you're mowing your lawn, while in reality, it's tunes by Sarah Gross. Enter UTR's contest for Beat Solo 3 headphones for free at utrmedia.org. Again, that's utrmedia.org. Hey, welcome back. Uh, this is episode two of season five of Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout, and today we're hanging out with a couple of amazing vocalists, songwriters, collaborators, Stephen McWhorter and Jason Claiborne. Um, and it's been fun getting to know their story. Uh, they're sort of a new to me duo, and uh, I've really been loving their new project that just released on October 8th called Higher Praise. You can check it out on all streaming platforms and music websites, um, but we want to dig back into our conversation and then stick around because we're going to have them perform an acoustic uh, performance of one of their songs exclusive for UTR uh, towards the end of the show. So uh, here's more with Steven and Jason. The, looking back on the last couple of years, it's been really difficult for a lot of people, um, the last two years especially, but uh, how important do you think is it to, to right now in this day and age kind of have a posture of praise kind of as we're, as we're trying to make it through these years? It's very important. Um, he inhabits the praises of his people. Mm. So I feel like you know, yeah, we worship, but that praise activates the kingdom of heaven, especially when you praise through something that you thought you weren't going to come out of. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. think that that's key for the Lord to see, man, they are praising me and they're going through it and they're going through their praise. Now, let me come down in that. 
Yeah. <laughs> and let me let me move all in that and, and and shake some things up and change some things around. And this is the perfect time for change. It is. It's the perfect time for change and for us to come together as the bride and say, hey, look, we're here. And then there's a whole nother regime of people that we're touching mm-hmm. that will never come to a church. Mm-hmm. You know, there's right. churches that are not going to open back up. They're going to stay virtual. Right. So what does that look like to touch those people that will never come to church? Right. That will give their life to Christ. What are they listening to? What sounds yeah. do they like? Yeah. You know, if they've never heard a gospel, I, I talked to a Gen Z person at a college. I said, who's the father of gospel music? They said, Kirk Franklin. Mm. I'm like, wow, no, that's Thomas Dorsey. You got to know that they, they didn't know. Right. So what is grabbing the ear of the, the next generation right. of the church? So they know the older music. They know the vibes. They know what it feels like. And let's give them a piece of all of it and put it in, in a melting pot. And that's mm-hmm. how, how High's Praise came about. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, one more question. Uh, when people hang out with your music, whether it be sitting in a live performance uh, or just sort of sitting and listening to the record, what are you hoping the listener walks away with? Hmm. Wow, that was fresh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it felt different and it felt good for me. It brought joy to me. That's good. And I want to I wanna let somebody else hear this, you know, that, I, that does not normally listen to Christian music. Yeah. You know, because we say this all the time, you know, arts shape culture. The arts shape culture. Absolutely. And we want people to hear this even as believers as well and go, man, I I think I can color outside of the box a little bit if I wanted to. And actually play a part in bringing something that I that I that's fun for me and that's all it is it's like do you love it we joke my wife my studio's in my basement and my wife would hear us like giggling like little kids in the basement making this record like we were having so much fun it was like I I felt like that little kid having somebody over yeah. and you're playing video games together and stuff yeah <laughs> that's what yeah. it felt like I was like that's my, this is my job so, yeah exactly <laughs> and, you know, I just want people to know you can do that yeah yeah. The Lord smiles on that. Just Absolutely. do it with him. That's all it's about. Do it with him. Yeah. And for, for it to become the soundtrack of people's lives on a regular mm. basis, not just outside of a Sunday morning or a concert, but it becomes the life soundtrack mm. for their everyday walk. And I would also say, though, stepping away from the record, if you hear it, that they would hear the the harmony of two different cultures coming together, that that's possible. Yeah. Yeah, that that's, that's possible. More that's than important. possible, it's actually God's heart. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. I love it. Uh, that's fantastic. Thank you guys for your time. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Appreciate um, you. Yeah, and I, I think I, I just, one of the things I loved about this conversation is uh, one, of the, one of the key words that you guys used probably more than anything else is the word joy. Mm. And I just, I think. But not like puke and rainbows joy. Right. It's annoying. But I'm talking like <laughs> like real joy. Like, I was just thinking about C.S. Lewis wrote a book, Surprised by yeah, Joy. Yeah. And I've just been kind of fascinated with the theme of that. That's who God is. Yeah. See, it's his character. It's not he acts like that. He is it. Yeah. You've never experienced joy without experiencing a glimpse of the Lord. Oh, absolutely. You've it, never, you always say, you know what, you're trying to get to something good in your life. Do you want to feel good? Do you want to experience good things in your life? Then you want, Lord, you can't have it without it. Yeah. You can't have it without it. Yeah. 
I don't know why I always forget to tell this, but I, I should tell it. You know, in my story, my father ended up getting, uh, ended up healing and getting healthy and everything, you know. And we ended up mending our relationship. He ended up baptizing me and my wife, and he ended up performing our wedding ceremony. That's beautiful. Because God is God that redeems every part of your story. It's like a tsunami. It starts with a pebble, and then just does this. Mm. <laughs> That's it's, awesome. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think we need more joy. We need we need more representation of that, and mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that that draws more people to the story it makes people seek more and even even believers who are i mean this can you count the number of believers that are sort of like disenfranchised with the church nowadays like and part of it is because we have lost the joy like it's like it's or not, it's fake joy or or they've experienced it's like the entertainment the fake, fake something we talk about a lot we did talk about just now was the idea of repentance like, okay, how can you joy and repentance? Those two things mm-hmm. don't go together. Actually, mm-hmm. they go hand in hand. Because mm-hmm. he says, repent and the time of refreshment will come. That's what it says in Acts 3, 19 20. Something good comes when you repent. Mm-hmm. And all we think of, like we said today, a couple of things was, you know, the cancel culture that we live in, all this mm-hmm. stuff. People are like, repent. No, people will know. And then they'll leave with right. our churches and all that stuff. It's like, right. there's actually a block. On, on what all that God wants to do in our churches and in our mm-hmm. families and stuff because of lack of repentance. It's mm-hmm. scary, but oh, even it says, you know, if my people are called, my people will turn away and turn to me. I'll make mm-hmm. my face shine upon them, send the rains and the harvest. Yeah. But there's joy attached to that. Exactly. We can't imagine. We think, oh, get ready to be miserable. I'm going to repent. No. Right. When you repent, for real, there's a joy that you did not see coming yeah. that's attached to that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's upside down. From for sure. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I mean, you should repent, not me. Right, right, right. You, of course. Not me. Of course. I, f- I feel the conviction. Does anybody else? Anybody yeah. else? Anybody? You should. I'm laying on a real heavy. <laughs> As you can tell, we didn't even want the conversation to end. We just kept the audio rolling and uh, just amazing conversation continued. Um, uh, it was so fun to to meet and hang out with Stephen McWhorter and Jason Claiborne, and they were kind enough to pick up an acoustic guitar and perform exclusively for this podcast. Um, let's give a listen to the live acoustic version of God Be Yourself. So good. Here it is on Green Room Door. I don't know what to say work to do and I don't know where to go or to you
take a single breath without your love. Nothing feels quite the same without your touch. There's absolutely nothing you can't overcome. Love it. Yes. Oh, what a treat. Stephen McWhorter and Jason Claiborne performing their new song, God Be Yourself, here on the Green Room Door Podcast. I'm Dave Trout. 
This is episode two of season five, and we're so glad that you got a chance to hang out here and uh, get to know more about these great artists and the, the music they're creating. We're going to link you directly to their new album, Highest Praise, uh, in the show notes for today's episode. So click over, just soak in the good music that they've made. Um, uh, You will not be disappointed. And check out more of what they have to offer. Um, A big thank you to Brian Smith, our friend at Turning Point Media, for his helping hand in today's episode. One thing that we are so, so happy to be able to do is provide all of our digital content Uh, like this podcast, our other podcasts, our playlists, our videos, our interviews, our articles, all for free. And that can only happen because we have an amazing, generous support team behind us who are the wind in the sails to help us be able to do what we do. And um, we just want to say a huge thank you to the dozens of people who uh, contribute um, sometimes as one-time gifts, but a lot of them contribute on a steady, regular monthly basis. And that is so, so helpful to a small, independent nonprofit like ourselves at UTR Media. Um, If you would like to get involved, we would love to have a few more helping hands on the support team. And uh, you're not only supporting a 501c3 nonprofit, all your gifts are tax deductible. And uh, we we love just having you do good with uh, your resources. We know that you probably support a lot of different ministries and organizations, and we would be honored to be one of them. So check out the information at our homepage, utrmedia.org. Well, I'm Dave Trout. Such a good time hanging out with you. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode of Green Room Door, a production of UTR Media independent, listener-supported, nonprofit ministry in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and online at utrmedia.org.